Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to The Untamed Life. It is Christine Jewell, and you guys, I just want to Welcome you into 2024. Last week, I released a podcast on our word of the year, Supernatural Unity. And we have really been leaning into this conversation around unification leads to multiplication. When you have dissension, when you have division, how it's like a house of cards. You know, the whole thing falls down. And you can go back to last week's podcast and listen to that because I really want to build on that today. I want to start at the very smallest of places, the very tiniest of places to start, and it's the seed, the seeds that you're planting, the small things that you can do every single day that create exponential results. You see, the problem is so many of us, especially you guys, high achievers, uh, go-getters, you are trained, you are focused on growth, get bigger, get bigger, get more, right? Just expand, grow. We are so focused on the fruit, on the profit, on the outcome. And I know that there's a lot of you that are really outcome oriented. I tend to be more process oriented, right? But I really want to ask you, do you have an addiction to bigger, grow, 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 where all you want to do is really focus on the fruit and you can't really celebrate, see, focus on the seeds and the soil and the roots, the root system. I was speaking to someone the other day, last year for him was kind of a, you know, a crazy chaotic year. There was a lot of restructuring in his business. There was a lot of restructuring in the organization financially. Sometimes we go through seasons where we just have to prune back like crazy. We go through seasons where either we got to do it or it's done for us or to us, right? Maybe we have to like lay a bunch of people off. Maybe we need to completely restructure our, our services, our programs, our products. Things are not working. Sometimes we go through those seasons of pruning in our marriage where we just wake up and we go, what, how did we get here? It doesn't even matter. But what we know is that we're not going to keep doing the same old things. We have got cut some of those old habits out of our life. Maybe, you know, we've gotten into some sloppy habits, some poor sloppy habits. I'm going to talk about some poor communication habits here today. And we, we forget and we get to a place where we've got to just say, okay, you know what? We are going to prune, prune, prune so we can set good foundations in place and then have a launching pad to really grow from. So this episode is really about do you have the soil right what are the seeds that you're going to start planting? The small, it almost looking seemingly insignificant seeds that really when they are planted day after day after day, they yield exponential results. 
So this year as you're heading into 24, I'm inviting you to really start to shift, to reframe. If you're not already there, we've got to get ourselves unaddicted. Is that a word? <laughs> we've got to break our addiction to only pulling the fruit, needing the profit, needing the growth, and really to become creators, multipliers of seeds because seeds can bear much fruit. How, much, how, much, how many apples can you get from one apple seed? How many apple trees can you get from one apple seed? You see, so many of us, we, we grow, we're so focused on growing the big tree, and all we want to do is we're grabbing, we're grabbing. We grab the fruit before it's ripe. We start taking money out of our business before it has, you know, good structure. We grow. We want to bring people on. We want to just get the bigger house, get the bigger car, put the addition on the house. Like, we're always trying to make the things bigger or pluck the fruits and we're not really looking at, wait a second, how about we focus on planting more seeds over time? We're going to look up one day, we're going to have an entire orchard producing fruit. Now I'm using agricultural anal um, analogies. I'm sure you guys are catching on here, right? But every single arena of your life, your health and vitality, right? Your energy, your business, the way you're leading your team, your marriage, your core relationships, as a husband, a wife, as a father, mother, in your family, in your faith, you're either sitting there every day going, where's the fruit? Where's the fruit? God, where's the miracle? Where's the money? Where's the thing? I'm praying for this thing. It's not showing up. And we're getting impatient. Where are the sales? Where are the sales? Why are we not closing deals, right? We close the deals. We take the money right away. And then it's, it evaporates. Why, why are we not going out for date night? Why are we not going out for date night? We go for a date night. We argue the whole time. We're focusing on the wrong thing. Okay, so I'm going to start by really planting that in with you. What are, do you have goals yet for this year? Do you have a vision of what you want to see? You know, what, what is a full, rich life in each of the core areas of your life? Now, you, if you have not done so, you can do the Life Arenas Assessment. We can drop the link here. There's 10 areas there because I break out relationships and energy into a couple sub subheadings because I think we have to look at mental energy, emotional energy, and physical, right? Mental health, emotional health, and physical health, and they all affect each other. We have to look at different relationships in our life. So you guys can do the life arenas assessment. That's your action item. If you haven't done it lately, take a look at those core areas. It's so simple, but it'll really tell you where the wheels are falling off the whole thing, right? If you're really heavy in one area and you're totally lacking in another, you can only compensate, play the compensation game for so long before the whole thing starts rattling and shaking and it's misalignment. There's friction and resistance and nothing is working. Things are not moving forward. So number one, get that life arenas downloaded. Number two is as you look at these different areas of your life, your fitness, your finances, your mission, right, or your areas of focus, your finances or wealth, your fun, right, hobbies in your life, your faith, your spiritual walk, as you look at these different areas, again, you may have goals, but I'm really interested in what are the seeds every day that you're going to be stacking, and yes, you can be thinking of this as habits, but I really want you to go beyond just habits, right, there's so much talk out there, habits, 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 and we are the sum of our habits. But really our life, the fruit that's in our life, has been the sum of the seeds we put into the soil, right? So if we've been putting good seeds into good soil and we have been doing that every day, we should have multiples around us because one seed creates many, many, many apples, many, many, many trees, okay? So I want to give you a practical example. I'll tell you some stories. 
you know, Mark does, Mark, Mark started it. My husband started it and I'm loving it. Okay. He started it. He started it. We were hitting a point of misalignment or friction last episode. I said, look, you know, whenever you have friction, it's a sign of misalignment. It's an opportunity to start having the real conversations about what's going on to get on the same team and look at what gets to shift so that we can experience flow again. So we, you guys have heard me say this, we have six kids, we both have businesses, we do a lot of work that overlaps as well. We have live events of our own, we have live events together. On top of that, we love to travel. Hello, I'm still in Colorado. If you're seeing me on video, my mom lives with us. You know, we've got kids in other countries, kids that are local, kids in sports, kids that have evening jobs, kids that just went to uh, tournaments. So you know the drill. If you're listening, it may feel like, oh my gosh, it's like a million moving pieces and everything feels very scattered. And so as it is, as you're growing, as you're evolving, you start to have this friction. You have miscommunication. Well, I thought we were doing this. No, we're doing this, right? You start to have misalignment. You think you're both going one way, but you know, he's going this way, you're going somewhere else. And then you try to intersect and you're in the wrong places at the wrong time. And it's so easy in those moments to throw your hands up in the air and get frustrated. And again, this could be true in a team environment, right? Like we're just so head down, grinding it out, doing the work that we're missing so much. And then we're wondering, why isn't the fruit? Hey, there's no fruit coming up. Nothing's ripe. Nothing's ready to be picked. And we're just busting our butt all the time. So we were having this season of friction or a little bit. And so we were trying different things. And, you know, you got to play. You got to learn to play together. Remember, you're on the same team. Marriage is a team sport, right? So is executive team, like running a company. So when, when he, Mark started getting up really early, a lot earlier than me, he wakes up way earlier than me. And so all of a sudden, one day I get an email from my husband who lives in the same house with me. I'm waking up. I don't usually touch my phone in the morning. So, you know, it's about an hour. Or so after I get up or actually look at the phone and I notice, oh, there's a daily brief. I'm like, interesting. What's in the daily brief? Well, it's become a thing now that every morning when I am ready to look at my phone, he will send the daily brief. Sometimes it's 4.30, sometimes it's 5.30 or 6.30. But what's in it and the, the seed of it is what I want to share with you. The daily brief contains some sort of reflection, meditation, a word from his heart, something that he's read in the morning. You know, we both have our quiet time in the morning. We pray, we, we do some reading and stuff. So he'll share some insights. We both love to share insights with each other. He puts some sort of prayer in there for us, for the kids, for the day, you know, what he's praying over me, what he wants me to pray for him. And then he'll say, hey, here's a rundown of my day. <laughs> here's what's going on, right? Here's here's like all the logistical things. I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I have a pocket of time over here. And there's all these little things. And then at the bottom, there's like some kind of, you know, sweet message. Sometimes it's just one line. it's like, I'm so grateful you're my wife. You know, I'm so grateful we get to do this together. But there's just like a drop, a little dose of, I love you. I appreciate you. I'm grateful that I get to do this with you. And I want to tell you guys that that one thing, that one email, it comes every morning, right? I know I never want to take that for granted. Something simple like that. And, And again, the scene may change over time in a different season, but that's working right now. Not only does it clean up the atmosphere for confusion and stuff like that, because it's all laid out, but it really gets us united. We're sharing something from our heart, right? We're sharing insights. So we have something shared together. We're praying with each other because I received that prayer. And then at some point, we usually end up seeing each other physically 
over morning coffee or a morning workout or, you know, a lunch thing. And then we'll pray together or just at least agree on something. And then there's that little bit at the end that's like, hey, I love you. I see you. There's a like a dose of honey into the relationship. Here's what I see. I see, and I speak to so many couples that they stopped telling each other, hey, how you, they stopped asking, hey, how are you doing? How are you doing? What can I do for you today? How can I love you better? What can I pray for you? Here's what I am praying for you. Here's what I'd love support around, right? Hey, let's make some time together at lunch, or let's go for a walk after dinner. Like, so much is lacking of those, we've developed poor habits around initiating, initiating being the ones who lead, whether it's the coffee time, the lunch time, the walk, we're always sort of waiting. Like I see this way too often. We're waiting. Someone's waiting for the other person to take the initiative. We develop terrible communication habits. We just assume, well, they should just look at the calendar. It's plain as day. You know, they should know that. I shouldn't have to tell them. He should just do that. I shouldn't have to tell him. She should just. I shouldn't have to. My team should just. I shouldn't have to. And we're in this vicious cycle instead of going, you know what? Let's just make it really smooth. Right? This isn't about adding more work. It's actually about streamlining, simplifying, and making it smoother. So we develop these terrible communication habits. We don't have intention in really leading with intentionality right? and initiating. That's a huge one. Especially, I want to say this, especially if you've been feeling rejected or unappreciated, I get it. Sometimes you don't want to initiate. You're done initiating. You're tired of it, right? But I do believe leaders go first. And so we have a responsibility to keep showing up. First and foremost, you know, you got to show up for yourself, you got to show up for God. And again, a lot of the time I'm doing these things, it's not just because I'm doing it for him, or for the kids. I'm first and foremost, I'm doing it for God, right? I'm, I'm acting out of love, because that's my commitment is to be a reflection of love. I'm being kind, not because I expect them to be happy that I'm being kind to them, but because kind is who I want to be, right? Generous is who I want to be. Loving, uh, someone who builds other people up is who I want to be. I don't want to be that one that's pointing out fingers and being critical and stuff like that. So the seeds are those little, you know, little things that you breathe, those little comments, those little comments of either, what are you doing, right? The rotten seeds or the ones that are saying, you know what? Thank you. I see you. I appreciate you. I really want to challenge you today. I want to really invite you. How are you doing at planting the seeds in each of these areas of your life? I want to share one more story. Today's story time. Um, you know, I, and I'm using my husband as an example because I believe, I believe he's the king of intention. and He's done such an amazing job in our relationship. And we, we both do a lot of things like this for each other. But the other day, he went to grab a coffee. There's a cute little coffee shop around the corner. We're staying in this cabin. We've been in Winter Park for a while. And I love Americanos. So he went over there and he got two coffees. He came back like, hello, who doesn't love to get a coffee? I'm like, oh, you're the best. I love you. Coffee, you make my day. Like, bring me a cup of coffee in the morning. I'm a happy woman. He brings me the two Americanos. But then I noticed that he also, there's a card on the table next to my coffee that has my name on it. And of course, I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> right? Gifts is not usually my love language, okay? I would not put that at the top. Although now I'm loving all the love languages. But it was a simple card, and it had pictures of the mountains on it, the ski hills. It was just like a card that said, you know what, I really appreciate you. Thank you for 
you know, inspire me to come out. Thank you for inspiring me to do this work with you. Because, you know, I have to, I'm the one that really has always been pushing maybe or just saying, hey, babe, let's go. Let's go on an adventure. Let's go on a trip. He had never taken a trip or a vacation as a child, even in his first marriage. He never, they never really traveled as a couple. They didn't go away really together, right? So when he met me, he's like getting thrown into this world of like, oh my gosh, this woman like wants to be traveling and on an adventure all the time and hiking and going to the mountains and going to the oceans. And I just have this like insatiable appetite for adventure and seeing places that's, that's in my nervous system. So at, at first, he used to be really resistant, right? He wanted to please me and, and take me places. But I could tell, like, it was out of his norm. He was sometimes thinking, oh, man, we could be, like, using this money for something else or using this time for work, right? Like, a lot of, maybe some of you are in that boat, like, and really resisting. But he's really learned and been open to leaning into this time. And this time that we have together is always such powerful seeds for our relationship. They really create awesome soil, deeper roots, and we just start planting seeds. And when I say that, it's like when we're sharing dreams with each other, when we're having those conversations, when we are writing our goals on our North Star, just, you know, a budget or anything, not a budget, a spending plan, an investing plan, like just looking at different things. Those are all seeds that are going to reap huge rewards. So he sent me this card. He wrote me this card of appreciation. And then there was this cute little bracelet. You guys maybe can see it on video. It's nothing fancy, right? Um, but it's a purple, it's got some purple stones on it. It's maybe like a $20 bracelet. I don't know how much it was. So babe, if you're listening to this, um, but it has two little skiers on it and it's got, you know, they're on this little ski lift and it just has this little pen, um, pendant that says mountain girl. And so there was a card, there was coffee, there was a little bracelet. And it's like the two people, the two little lovers on the ski lift, you know, on their little adventure. Everything about this to speak in my love language. It was so simple. You know, it's probably 25 bucks, 30 bucks in total. The coffees, the bracelet, the card. And the reality is he didn't go out shopping for a gift for me. He happened to be going to get a coffee. The cards happened to be right there. The bracelets happened to be right there. But he was open. He was receptive. He was receptive to the little things and he said yes to the little things. And so, you know, it's like that one little nudge, that one little yes. And it created exponential increase of joy, of delight, of feelings of warmth. And, and now every time I look at this little bracelet, you know, it's just been bringing me joy all week. And it keeps reminding me, oh, you know, he thinks about me in those moments. So I know these are super simple, practical things. But I just want to say you don't need to drop millions of dollars. You don't need to drop thousands of dollars to fix something, to please someone. It's the little things. So today I invite you to really look at in the arena of your marriage, in your intimate relationship, what are the little things that you've been neglecting? You know, I, I refer to these messages in the book of Matthew so often because I, they just speak to me on so many levels. One who is faithful with very little is also faithful in much. And one who's dishonest with little, meaning doesn't matter. Nobody's going to matter. I'm going to cheat you of this one thing, is also dishonest in much. And I do believe that when we get that ping to, you know, say the kind thing right now, tell her she looks beautiful, tell him you really appreciate him. 
Tell him you see how hard he's working and you just see him over there and you appreciate him. Slow down and have a conversation with the people on your team that have felt invisible and unappreciated because all we've been doing is talking about profits and sales and growth and just look at the human. If you can be faithful in those moments and pause and say yes to the little things, then you will experience the fruit, the bigger things, because people show up different when they feel loved, when they feel appreciated, when they are seen and respected. They produce more fruit. You don't have to chase the fruit. You don't need to beat them over the head with how many sales, how many calls, how many closes. That is the wrong focus. We got to tend to the soil. So the soil is like the environment, the atmosphere, right? When we look at the soil is what is the environment what, that you're creating at home, in your office, in your teams, in your church communities, or in your wherever you're, you know, practicing faith or in your heart. Your heart is the soil also because it's an environment. Your The soil of your heart can be super bitter and hard, full of rocks, right? There's a parable of this, the seeds falling on the rocky soil. And it's like... It, it doesn't really produce that much fruit. The, the, the parable of the, the seed that falls on the, the soil with the thorns and the thorns choke out the things that are trying to grow up because you know what? It's like, okay, yeah, it's beautiful for a second, but the minute something hard comes, it's like, just chokes it out and robs it. And then the seed that falls on the fertile ground bears much fruit. There's a harvest. There's plenty. And so... As you look at what is the soil in all those areas, what's the atmosphere, what's the heart, what is the seeds, right? The seeds are the daily comments, the conversations, the attention, the focus, the energy, the small uh, compliments, the small little things that we can do to streamline, to simplify, to eliminate roadblocks, to add joy. It could be literally like, you know what? We want to plant seeds of joy in our house. We're going to start playing music at dinner time. You know, we're going to start having fun as a family. Instead of complaining, we're going to have dance parties. I'm a big fan of dance parties, right? We're going to have little seeds at our staff meetings. Instead of getting right to it, we're going to ask people to bring something to the table that they're really excited about, that they want to celebrate, maybe something they're struggling with, that they want support around. And we're going to start talking to humans instead of machines. So the seeds are the 1% little things, the reach out, the touches, right, that make the exponential increases. I want to encourage you today that as you are leaning into this year, you can have big goals, you can have a big vision, and I do believe that we need to be stretching ourselves and start to go, God, show me the vision that you have for my life, for my relationships, for the work you're calling us into. And here's the thing, if it's our vision, it'll be limited because we'll look at it and we'll be like, I totally got that, I can make that happen. If it's a God vision, it's going to require, it's going to be a prerequisite, a requirement that we really press in in faith because it's going to require some kind of divine intervention or supernatural support to kick in and make this happen. So I was on a call with a client earlier and I asked her, you know, what is your vision? And then what is the God vision? Not the one that you know, you can like, you know what, if I work really hard, if I really focus, I can make this happen. Me, me, me. That's cool. You can do that. If you, I work really hard. I set the goals. I do the habits every day. I can make this happen. Yes, that's true. But if you really lean into what is the God vision, 
that will require me to partner with God so that I say, you know what, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to let trust that he's going to handle the things in the background, the unseen realm, that he's going to create those divine appointments, those divine intersections, and I'm just going to focus on planting seeds, making sure I've got fertile ground, and obeying the whispers on my heart, the call of the Spirit every single day, following through, being a woman or a man who follows through on what he or she says that they're going to do, being a woman or a man of character, of integrity, holding higher values, holding higher standards, inviting people into leadership and mentorship and growth alongside me, right? As you start to go, okay, God, I'm going to partner with you, but I'm going to require, I'm going to need to really lean in and trust on a whole other level to see this vision manifest. That's a God vision. So I want you to have the God vision. I want to invite you to have that God vision. And, you know, if you guys missed the visioneering retreat, we took our mastermind out to Montana. We took our private clients out there. It was absolutely awesome. Then we had a four-hour online course, a workshop that you can still access as a self-paced course. Um, and in that, I did a visualization where I invited everybody to really stretch their ability to dream and to give themselves permission to dream bigger, to dream again, to activate their inner child. So you guys can click on the links below. You can get access to this stuff. You can purchase that course. You can download the free uh, visualization just to check that out. Once you get that, that God vision, you need to start looking at the soil. Okay, we've got to pull it way back and we've got to go, okay, here I am right here right now today. As you look down, I'm standing up as I'm recording this, and I look down, I say, okay, where am I standing? What is the soil underneath my feet? Is it solid? Am I standing on solid ground? Or is there like quicksand all around me? I need to get rid of the quicksand, the things that are sinking, sucking the life out of me. I need to remove that. I need to get on solid ground. What are the things that create solid ground for you? Where do you start getting tossed around, right? Are you comparing yourself to other people? Are you getting distracted a million different ways? Are you listening to other people's advice or opinions that you know is terrible counsel that's creating solid ground? Look down below and go, am I, do I have the infrastructure, the solid ground below me to really start to have a launching pad for this vision? If not, that's your first order of business. What is the soil? What is the atmosphere that you're standing on? What is the atmosphere around you in your office, at, in your home, in your heart, right? That's the soil. And then number three is what are the seeds? What are the seeds that you're committed to planting into your marriage? What are the seeds that you're committed to planting for your body to experience more vitality and more health? Maybe you just got to practice a little bit more kindness to your body a little bit more mobility training. You know, that's one of my seeds is I just want to, you know, love on my body a little bit and just give my body some time to really be moving fluidly. It takes me longer to warm up. Okay, I'm not 20 years old anymore. I'm at level 47. I can still go ski those moguls, but it takes me a little bit more time. Maybe I need to plant some seeds of being gentle with my body, not staying up so late, not having that, you know, dinner late at night or those carbs after six or whatever. Those are seeds. And it's one day at a time, one win at a time. Steve Furtick did an awesome uh, sermon last week, and he talked about it's 24 hours, right? It's not the year 2024, but it's your next 24 hours. So what will you do with your 24 hours? Where will you plant seeds in these 24 hours? 
that will bear much fruit. What will you do to look at the soil to make sure the soil is good in these 24 hours? And keep your eyes. You can see the vineyard. You can see the orchard. You can see the exponential increase right off in the distance. But don't be chasing that fruit because the fruit comes when the soil is right, when the seeds are planted, when everything is cultivated. And in the right time, you will know when it's time to pull that ripe, mature fruit. And you'll see it. You'll see it in you'll see it in all the areas of your life. You guys, I hope that today's podcast was helpful for you. And I really hope that it just sets you some some foundations as you look ahead and you start maybe doing this this year a little bit different. It's not about going out the gate, gung-ho, guns a-blazing with your goals, and you're just like, you know, full throttle. And I know some of you are totally burnt out from setting goals. You're just like, man, this feels like just another calendar flip. I want you to really look at this, like I said in last week's podcast, as a changing of the seasons, the turning of the chapters of a new book. And you can really lean in to ask God to start to dream with you. But stay focused on the soil and the seeds. All right, guys, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, Please share this podcast with someone who you know needs to hear this message. And I just want to say, I want to finish by sharing this one verse that I love. When Jesus was talking about the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven is not some place out there, somewhere far, far away. But it's right here, right now, in this time and place. We have the ability to live out the kingdom, to experience kingdom relationships, kingdom finances, kingdom peace, kingdom joy right now. Like your body's the temple. It's housing the spirit, right? So people were asking him, God, what, like Jesus, what is the, tell us about the kingdom of heaven. And you can read the whole book of Mark is full of awesome uh, parables about this. And one of my favorite books. But, you know, he says, the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of a mustard seed that a man took and he sowed in his field. It is the smallest of seeds. But when it has grown, it is larger than all the garden plants. And it becomes a tree. And so that the birds of the air will come and make nests in the branches. So small, it feels almost significant. We're so tempted to dismiss it, right? To throw it away, that opportunity to love, to be kind, to be joyful, to be patient, to take a moment and really look at someone. And it's so small. It's so easy to be like, oh, this little thing, I got to go after the big things. I can't be bothered with this person that's getting in my way. But when we slow down and we plant it, it's like it grows into this huge tree. We never know where that's going to be multiplied. We never know what that one seed, that one conversation with that person is going to create. And it, when we have that level of fruit that comes, it's I love that, that analogy, like the story of the birds of the air will come. Because really, I see this image of this orchard that things are growing, there is blooming, there is flourishing in your life, there is depth, there is riches, and things do come to you when you start focusing on the right things. You don't chase the things, focus on the right things. All right, guys, much love to you all. Thank you for tuning in this week. We'll see you next week on the show. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, 
a game-changing assessment tool and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, warriors, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.